Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 per month with no additional costs or fees. You guys heard that right, no additional fees, literally hundreds of events for $39 per month. For instance, in the next few weeks, you can hit up a Nuggets game, beer flights at Prost Brewing, Prost? Some, someone corrected me, and I want to say it right, but I forgot what they said. Prost? Prost Brewing. The Abs are finally back in town. You can catch a couple games this week, head up to Boulder, catch a CU game, and countless comedy shows at Comedy Works. There is literally something for everyone. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. Now, here is where it gets good, guys. We have partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use the promo code BSN50. When you subscribe to get half off your first month, that is right, guys. All of those events in Denver for under $20 in your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use the promo code BSN50. Now enjoy the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Yes, who? Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's only subscription that gets you into almost any event in in Denver for only $39 per month. Download the In We Go app today and use the promo code BSN50 half off your first month. We are also brought to you today by Total Beverage, where I am currently sitting with AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater. We are up here in Thornton in AD's neck of the woods, and, and guys, we're going to get back to our icebreakers here a little bit. I talked about this uh, with a couple buddies this weekend. I want to know who is the most famous person you have ever met. There's levels of fame. There's levels of celebrity. Who's the most famous person you've ever wow. met? Tough one. Uh, I have to think about that. That I actually met or that you've was met. in the person that I, that I was in next to or standing next to. I'll, I'll extend it to that. If, if, if you've mm. been that I in their aura. And who yes. looked at me. Mm. Yes. I mean, I was in Bill Clinton's presence once at the White House. Uh, that's, that's but, pretty good. But I <laughs> don't really count that because I don't think he looked at me much. Uh, 
I still go back to the time when I met Ethan Hawke in a rail car line in Vancouver. <laughs> to me, that was huge. I mean, I loved Reality Bites, the movie, uh, and I was like in awe of him. And he was, the funny part was he was in a really pissed off mood waiting for a car in line, uh, and uh, he was impatient. And he, then he got really mad that they didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle <laughs> or whatever he was doing and kind of threw a tantrum. But uh, I still loved it. Uh, stood behind Martin Sheen once at LAX. Yeah, it's not much, is it? I mean, it's something. Peter Forsberg. No. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> count it. Dep- if, if, you're telling this, players count? if you're telling this story in Sweden, that's the most famous <laughs> person you could meet. Yeah, probably. I mean, Bjorn Borg. Wait. We won't name athletes because, yeah, we've all met some now. Now, I mean, if it's like Mike Tyson, yeah, Muhammad Ali, that's a different story. Those are huge celebrities. AJ, are you like me? Are you boring? I don't have anything. I don't have any cool um, stories. President Obama stayed at my hotel a few years ago here <sighs> in Denver. So I guess that's sick. I, uh, that's I was sick. yelled that's at by the author J.D. Salinger once. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you want a whole lot of people. Kid, so that might be... <laughs> That might be the most famous encounter, though, as far as true fame goes. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Salinger, the author of Catcher in the Rye. I've told this story on blog before. Uh, used to live in Hanover, New Hampshire, played Cornish, New Hampshire basketball team. He yelled at me for, quote-unquote, embellishing. You foul. diving, dog? Wow. You were called diving? Me, called, called me a thespian. Remember? Oh shit! That's I don't even know. I was like, who's, "Who's this old man yelling at me?" Dude, I don't even know what the word means. Ryan, Ryan Kessler, a thespian. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I like it. So I'm like, Let it be the- known. Put the word out there. Adrian Dater's a diver. Yep, you diving? Oh, hell yes! I was. I was. You know, back especially back in my day, drawing the flop was a big deal. So know? what? It's you, PK, Sid, mm. Marshawn. Yeah. And the Sedines, I think. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So one of the Anaheim, Anaheim Ducks going to sign you. You're writing about their age oh, range, Perry, too. Yeah. Diving team, yeah. No, I Right in hey. their age range, too? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was behind on that. That's a good one. The uh, Yeah, famous people. Never been. I've always wanted to meet certain types, though, you know? Like, God, I mean, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> you know. Fame, real fame. Yeah, like I was a little starstruck when I uh, uh, when I met I Wayne think, Gretzky. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I knew yeah. where this, I knew where you were going to talk. For so. sure, that was Me too. that was definitely like a. Me too. Yeah, I guess I guess podcast listeners can't see it, but I just blinked really fast because it was kind of like a. Yeah. The the oh meme God, of the God. guy God. like you're right, like he actually said hi to me once in the uh, jobbing dot com arena, walking, morning skate. Mm-hmm. Hallway. I'm walking to the abs room. He's walking probably out of the Coyotes area for the day. And he must have recognized me because I've been around. He sure. Goes, goes, hey, how you doing? I'm you're six like, five with orange hair. Kresge just said hi to me. I mean, uh, Pierre <laughs> McGuire flagging you down while we were outside the arena the other day was kind of funny. Pierre's my boy. Yeah, yeah. clearly. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was impressive. Oh, yeah. I talk to him all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Wayne Gretzky for sure. When I first was in his presence. I was yeah. starstruck for sure. I, I feel like Wayne Gretzky's one that you could go to a lot of corners of the earth and people would know who that is. Oh, well, and they would be impressed by. Yeah. yeah. But yeah like, yeah. if you like work oh. in hockey, it's kind of like, yeah, of course you've met Wayne oh, Gretzky. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, any corner of the earth almost, he'd be like, and especially if you go to Europe or, you know, Russia or someplace, right. they'd probably fall to the ground. Well, 
how strange is it that like in our jobs like Joe Sackick is like low on this list? What? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and like so like I'm in the elevator the other day um uh during the uh, right during the third period of the Avs Predators game right after the empty net goal and I'm on the elevator with half the Avs front office including Sackick and you yeah. know and it was like so yeah. we we see each other frequently yeah. and so there's always hey how are you you know and like there were a couple of unknown people standing between us, and he like moved his head around and was like, "Hey, Jay, how are you?" And I was like, "Cool offsides rule, huh?" <laughs> I and you know, we all kind of laughed about it. And but it's it's weird how like that's become casual. Yeah. Well, just another dude, guy almost. I, I always go back, and this this is how lame my celebrity list <laughs> is. You and I talking to to Joe after round one in Dallas. Just like super casually, super ca- and so he actually approached us. I was like, "This is weird." Yeah, this is really weird life. <laughs> well, and Abs PR was like looking at him, like, 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 why is he doing this? Yeah, because he just walked up to us and was like, "Hey guys, like, what are you guys up to? He, what are you doing tonight?" Off like, the podium <laughs> and walked through a scrum of people to us. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was I actually, definitely I think weird. I even like moved. Oh, sorry, sorry, Joe. Right, because <laughs> we were expecting him to be going. So yeah, and be he just like stopped and was like, "No, we're gonna be bros now." Yeah. So that's also, um, I mean, not not as famous, but the encounter was cool um, at that at the draft. While I was walking back from uh, talking to one of the players, because um, you and I were alternating going down talking to the different picks, mm-hmm. um, I stopped and talked to Kyle Dubas real quick while he was. Oh, nice. Well, he'd just come out of registering one of the one of the deals and. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the trade registry, you yeah. know that they'd set up, and I just stopped and introduced myself real quick, and you know was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And yeah, he looks like a baby. Yeah, he's uh, a kid. he's, like he's like just o- just he's, older than me, right? He's he's uh, I think Her. he's actually I think he's like a year or two older than me, but he looks like young. I'm thinking that yeah. Cheka in Arizona yeah. was like 27. Cheka's the one that's younger than me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not see him around. First time I got to be in the Bobby Orr's presence, that was big. That me. would yeah. see that would be one where I would be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was <laughs> like, kind of like I was with Gretzky, where was I was like, 90, oh my god. 1996 finals. We were down in Florida, and Bobby Orr was doing a promotion for Mastercard. He used to be affiliated <laughs> with Mastercard, and uh, he did a press event for Mastercard where the press was invited. And of course, I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there he was, you know, Bobby friggin' Orr. I'll tell you the other thing was hockey. Now that I'm yeah, well, got, you got say, me going. <laughs> when I worked for Bleacher Report a few years ago, yeah, I, was, I know, I, was I know what stage, story. Yeah, sick. The NHL's top 100, 100 right? greatest oh, players of all time. AP right. standing on, on that stage, stage right? With all those guys afterward, all of them. I remember this. Yeah, that I have photos somewhere. Uh, I think I lost them though on my old phone. I think they're on social media. See, somewhere. that's the beauty of being a millennial. I'll never have that happen to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand the that cloud. was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate. No, but that's such. A, I mean, that that's was a pretty surreal that's moment. Super cool. Like, there's some of the guys weren't up there though by then. I think some guys had left that stage by the time the press got up there. Well, I think you should have you should have barred Taves from I coming up. I think Orr was one of them that left early, which sucked. Um, but uh, see, but like so, you know. getting back to what started this icebreaker and that has turned into a. Yeah, eight-minute tangent. Yeah, was you know we were just talking about how there there is a certain like status of celebrity mm-hmm. where because what we were actually talking about was my buddy stumbled across someone on Instagram that had like eight million followers. He was like, "See, look, 
I've never heard of this person. <laughs> There's obviously like, they obviously have a huge following, but mm-hmm. I have no clue who they are. Was it a model? <laughs> Air quotes, <laughs> but okay. yeah. But well, because like that's I've I've only recently started like actually using my Instagram, and that's what I found. Like people, yeah. that's what like those are the most popular Instagram people are. I don't are, do Instagram at all. Uh, I you, have an account, but I don't You are do it. not missing anything, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not. By the way, I need to amend one thing. Most starstruck I've ever been, film most famous person, Larry Bird. And yeah. I actually asked the question to Larry Bird. I was going to ask you. Like, and number two is Paul Stanley of Kiss. There so there I totally blanked on the two <laughs> most famous people and the most starstruck I've ever been. I knew Larry that Bird you'd interviewed Stanley. Larry Bird, see, so when see, you started saying other things, Paul I was Stanley, like, what in the world? Paul Stanley's the level of fame that I'm talking about, yeah. though, where you can go... Mm. To ninety eight percent of the globe, and people yeah. don't know who Kiss yeah. is. And, you know, and and yeah. this, I'm not going to go down the b- political road, but road, but you know, like Donald Trump, that's a level of yeah. fame that you can't go anywhere without someone knowing who you are. Yo, I got to meet Obama. Yeah, that's Obama. Cool. Obama's another great example. You can't did. go anywhere. Um, you know, when Muhammad Ali was alive, that's another one who most of the world. Oh, that that would have been big. Mitt Romney, because he didn't win, yeah, though, probably so isn't as known. I worked in when I was when they had the remember when they had the debates here in Denver. Mm-hmm. Well, um, both guys had been in Denver the week before, and they just switched hotels. Huh. Oh, oh, wow, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. When I was in college in New Hampshire, I got to shake Bob Dole's hand. Uh, New Hampshire college, all the candidates came there every four years, obviously. Oh. So we oh, saw him go. all the time, yeah. walking around. Yeah, uh, '80s Gary Hart saw him, Bob Dole. Uh, guys like Alan Cranston, probably guys who don't know where their names are, but ran for president. Yeah, so that was big. Bob Dole shook his hand. He only had his left hand, I believe, because his right hand was like permanently disfigured from the war. Uh, but yeah, great time meeting him. Bob Dole. I'm like, wow. Speaker of the House, Bob Dole? Yeah. I just met him. Wow. Oh, Jesse Jackson was another one I was in presence of once for the Jesse Montano. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Montano. Jesse, has anybody ever, by the way, said, "I wish that I had Jesse's girl"? To you? Yeah, constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And anytime it comes on, I turn it up. <laughs> but biggest pet peeve about that is it's spelled I E. Yeah. Oh, and that's right, traditionally right. That's right. A, a female spelling. I have met guys. I've met one guy who has it spelled I-E. I've met guy. <laughs> but, but it always bothered me because I'm like, if you listen to the song, it sounds like me. But if you read it, it's not. I actually read Rick Springfield's autobiography, believe it or not, not too long ago either. It was inspired by me. Well, someone <laughs> I, who. I read, I read Motley Cruz. <laughs> yeah, I you was, were telling oh, me about yeah, that. The, the oh Dirt Book or God, whatever it's called. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I have not read that. You definitely. That'll blow your hair back, man. I hear it's pretty PG rated. Like, <laughs> yeah, his eyes just blew out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna Some I'm gonna change stories. this on the fly a little bit on you guys because this went so long. Yeah. I'm gonna move what was our short segment up to right now. Oh. Uh, yeah. So okay. this was supposed to be the third segment. Uh, we're we're gonna be getting into uh, Joel Quinville and. Um, <clears throat> another Miko Ranton and thank you. Another topic that was completely blanking my mind. But right now. We're, I had a, a, a buddy of mine shout out uh, Zach re- request that we <clears throat> start giving maybe a little bit more regular updates on on kind of the state of the Central Division. It's it's extremely competitive with the way that games are being played right now. Teams are jumping around all over the place. Teams have gotten off to starts we expected. Teams got off to starts 
that we didn't expect and have regressed. And there's been kind of everything for, for the start of the season. Uh, so let's just go ahead and start at the top. The Nashville Predators have kind of been as advertised. Uh, this is still the cream of the yeah. Central Division crop, correct? Yep. Uh, yeah. And in Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg is going to beat them eventually, but yeah. yeah. But so, so <laughs> to be honest, being 100% honest, and, and this is going to make a lot of people think I'm an idiot, I haven't been like that huge on Nashville the last couple of years. I think they've got a lot of good players. I'm not That's sold on Pecorine. Kind of what they don't have any great players. Do, Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Nobody's great. Well, I mean, their defense is extremely good. Yeah. Like, those top four can match up with anybody on earth. Yeah. Like, that's an Olympic caliber top four. Like, those guys are. Who, uh, Yossi. Yeah, Yossi, uh, Subban, uh, Ellis, and Ekholm. Like, those guys yeah. are all absurd. They would almost, all four of those guys would very likely be number ones on most other teams. I don't know about Ryan Ellis, but maybe, yeah. So I well, I think I think Ryan Ellis is really really good. Yeah, he's he such a, he's such a smart player. I think he's right behind Barry and plus minus among defensemen right now. I'm sure that keeps him awake at night. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and Barry. So yeah, Nashville they have yet to lose on the road. They're eight zero on the road. So That's yes, absurd. Their 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 decor is is elite. It's the best in the in in the NHL. But up front again. Ryan Johansson's their number one, who he's good. Right. He's very good. F- F- Philip Forsberg. Nah. Uh, Philip Johansson? Forsberg is, is, is interesting to me because good. you watch him and he's – Philip Forsberg's obviously very, very good. His point totals are always <laughs> meh. Philip Forsberg's meh? His good. point totals. His point totals is what I I'm saying. Put him, a good player. I put him in pretty elite company but but but, but what i'm saying is especially for someone like you go look at his production his production is it's good it's not great it's not a team though that's more defensive minded peter lobby that's not an offensive coach but Uh, but again for what i'm saying for for people that that when their scoring gets spread around so much yeah that's part of it he's but again no one's no one's dominant they don't have any mvp candidates he's got elite skill right yes 100 percent. i agree with that but again his point toes what makes them so good? Is it just that that they that they just play so well, well within their system? They're so, well, so deep, it. and and their role players are really good in those roles. You know, Col- you go up and down their lineup. <laughs> Cole Sissons is a really really good hockey player, <laughs> and especially I, against the Avalanche. I, I mean, obviously he's on a different level against the Avalanche. Yeah. He's, he's like an MVP against the Habs. right? But I mean, not against. He's a really you know, Colton Sissons, Cali Yarn, really those solid. Guys, are really good in their roles that they've been asked to play for them. And that's that's a big thing that when we talk about um, some of the Avs, you know, being a little uncomfortable or maybe not being set in what they're, you know, what what they're supposed to be doing, that's because they get moved around all the time and they, right. they you know, their roles are not clearly defined. Guys like Yarncroke and, and, and Sissons, Austin Watson, those guys have been they, – they've sat them down and said, we want you guys to do these specific things. And those guys have taken to those jobs. And they're really, really good at them. Philip Forsberg, by the way, last three years goal scoring, 26, 31, 33. Pretty good. I'm talking about his point totals. Like his yeah. point totals are – they're, they're good. There's nothing wrong he's with He's not point a playmaker. Totals. I mean, he's a – you know – but he's still got, you know, 64 points. There's nothing he's good player. Player. wrong with 64 a 64 points point in 67 games last year, plus 27. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. He's just 21 he's power play 
points out of yeah that's a lot uh, so again that, that's always my thing is they don't have anyone that jumps off the page so just for people that don't follow it closely maybe think how the hell are they so good they don't have a nathan mckinnon well, they're, good. they're good everywhere. Right. I mean, well, and I mean, Pecorine has been a top ten goaltender for when he's when he's been healthy. It's he's been very very good. When he battled back injuries, he was pretty terrible. Moving down, just going top to bottom from the, from the standings here. Minnesota Wild sitting in second, off to maybe a little bit better start than we five thought. and two on a seven game road trip that was really going to show are these guys for real or are they not? Eight and two in the last answered 10. Yeah. answered that question. Eleven four and two. Uh, they're. The bulk of their points are coming at home. Uh, five zero and two at home, six and four on the road. Still better yeah. than we thought they'd be, right? For sure. Bruce for sure. Boudreaux, we got to give it up for him. I mean, he looked it up today. His winning career winning percentage regular season is uh, six astronomical. Six fifty five, second in all time NHL history, only to Scotty Bowman's six fifty seven. Pretty good. His he, playoff record, 43-47. He won good. division titles in like, last like seven of his year, first like nine years. Year. Like last coach. year I thought was so. was the second time in his career he didn't win his division. I mean, right. Like he's only just – he just destroys the in the regular season. One thing you don't have season. to worry about if you're a fan of a team coached by Bruce Boudreaux is we're making the playoffs, guys. Right. We don't have to worry at all. Right. We're in. Now, now once you're there, it's on the yeah. On the other hand, though, look at the team, the three teams he's coached. He's got the Ovechkin Caps. He's got the in-prime – you know, he's got the, the, the Getzlaff Perry Ducks. And yeah. then now he's got like a, a, t- a Minnesota team that's made the playoffs six years in a row. But so a like, team that was roundly considered to be out of the falling out of contention, and they still might. But. They're they're not. That's not a contender. They're, that's a playoff team. That's not a contender, in my right. opinion. All right, well, in my contender, opinion, that's different. But right, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't think they'd make the playoffs this year. So. I picked them third in the central. So hmm, I didn't. I picked them like fifth. They're making me look good right now, as much as it like hurts my heart. Making D- Dater look like a doofus. Winnipeg uh, making their money uh, also at home, yeah. seven two and one. They really are good. three the and three away from uh, what is it? MTS yeah. Place now Stop, or whatever so it is. Center, center MTS Center. Yeah. Arena. I don't know. I don't I, know. Man. I refuse to. I'm almost to the point where I refuse to name the arena anymore because they change so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah I had no idea that Pittsburgh was like P&G, like paints. P-P-P-P-G paints arena. Okay, yeah. So and really console, Did you know center. that St. Louis is Enterprise Center now? I did. Enter- like, yeah. they, and they, they, they changed, changed all the lighting it. and stuff. It's green it's now. It's like the sixth time they've changed the name they've of that building. It, like, I think it's more than that, maybe, almost. Jeez. Florida's uh, another one. Winnipeg, is this one that – I mean, they're 10-5-1. They're very good. They're just, they don't really have a weakness that I see. <laughs> it's the Bell MTS place. <laughs> what the shit? I, I refuse to call it that. What? I'm not calling MTS it that. Pl- I'm Imagine, hey, do you guys want to? There's I'm some done. tickets tonight. You want to go down to that Bell MTS place and watch a game? Yeah, no. Game. I'm just going to say at Winnipeg. At Taylor Winnipeg. Swift's coming at to Bell barn. MTS place. Do at you guys want to go? At their barn. Actually. Is having having seen T Swift live now, the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely, amazing, amazing live. Yes. Still have right. my brace. That's where I depart the podcast. <laughs> um, twenty-one points in sixteen games. Is this right about where we expected Winnipeg to be? Yeah, they're really good, man. They're so good. They don't have a weakness. Five five points back of Nashville. Three points back of Minnesota. And that's the problem, right? He has. He's starting to worry. Are they like just the Denver Nuggets well, in a way because well, so, they don't so have a chance? That's where we're going. Hold yeah. on. Uh, Dallas, 
with the Avs not playing very much over the last few days, have jumped in front of the Avs, 20 points. To me, this is this yeah. is a team that is built to win a cup now what? with players that won't Dallas? win okay. a cup now. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. I, you know what I mean? They, they've constructed it. They've, as they've far built as the same roster as Colorado, but the much older version. Right. They're, they're where we think Colorado is going to be in, like, Nine years, <laughs> where you yeah. you've bagged a couple championships and and you're like, oh, all right, now we're still very we're we're still good, but a lot of these guys are still just re- they're the Ducks, but they didn't win a Stanley Cup, right? In the mid 2000s yeah, they're they're trying to kind of infuse the youth on, on the fly here and get younger as they go, which we saw how that went for the Avs for it'll, many many years. It'll be it'll be interesting when Duchesne signs there over the summer. No way. <laughs> Just kidding. Yep. Uh, no, division's uh, a killer. He's not leaving Ottawa. He'll stay. But no, um, Dallas is Dallas is just I think a a poor man's Colorado. They have worse goaltending, worse defense, same top line. You know, a, a, I would say a worse top line mm-hmm. and the same depth problem. So I don't really see Dallas as anything special. I think they'll hang around exactly like they did last year. They'll hang yep. around. They'll jump in and out. Yep. But eventually they'll any fall off. any big streak either way could push them mm-hmm. in either direction. Any ex, any exceptionally good everybody. or poor goaltending could push them in or out of the playoffs. Same with everybody. The Avalanche have 19 points. That's four points out of 14th place in the West. Uh, yeah, but do you trust those teams to get those four points? I was like, Vancouver has 22 Vegas Golden first Knights? Place. Yeah, I probably do. Mm. Chicago? Anyways, they're not good. Anyway, so the Avs, not? The Avs sit behind. Chicago? No, Vegas. Well, Chicago's so, better than people so, think. Well, hold on. Chicago's we're getting bad. there. We're getting there. So St. Louis, uh, this I think maybe is the most surprising one for, for most people. 6-6-3 six, six, and three after 15 games, 15 points. Pretty much the only thing going right in St. Louis is Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, their goaltending is a huge issue. And yeah. Jake Allen's been real bad. Nothing's going. They've been better of late, though. They have been, and that's why when you see, you know, the the plus one goal differential, you know, things have gotten a little bit better for them. Yeah, like Jake Allen was not going to stay like an eight sixty <sighs> goaltender, whatever he was. Do we see How about Arizona them making a climb back at all? I don't. I think that that's. I think their defense and their goaltending for St. Louis is it's too inconsistent. It's too bad. And then uh, Chicago, which will. I'm going to take a break. I think, come back. A, I think that's a bad hockey team. We'll do Chicago. We'll talk Joe Quinville. Oh, next segue. This is a BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Total Beverage. We will be right back. There's nothing more important than family. And for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow. And, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. 
Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right, right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. Gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Before we jump into our next segment, I want to tell you guys about a really awesome deal for BSN listeners. You guys already know Total Beverage, where we are set up today, has the most liquor in Colorado, and I can visually confirm that. At the best prices in Colorado, I can visually confirm that as well. But now, you guys, they are delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, BSN is offering $10 off of your $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 order for all of your holiday parties and have it delivered right to your door. Download the Total Beverage app and use the promo code BSN10 for $10 off of your next order. That's promo code BSN10 on the Total Beverage app for $10 off your next liquor delivery. AJ Hayfley, Jesse Montano, and Adrian Dater up here at Total Beverage in Thornton off I-25 and 104th. Guys, this is the place for your liquor needs. We'll be having a Friendsgiving, my actual family's Thanksgiving, and an ugly sweater party all coming up amongst my group of friends. I'm planning on stocking up for all three at once here because, duh. This is the place. This is the place. Guys, we left off that last segment. We ran through every team in the Central Division except for the Chicago Blackhawks, the last place Chicago Blackhawks, who fired head, longtime head coach, second most winning coach in NHL history, Joel Quinville, last week. AJ and I touched on this very, very, very briefly. So we wanted to, to bring it back a little bit and maybe explain why it doesn't make any sense for the Abs to even think about bringing him in here. And we also want to get a perspective of someone who covered the team while Joel Quinville was here. So, AJ, I, w- I want to start with you. You said at the very end of that segment the Blackhawks are just bad. I don't think they're a good team. Why? The, when you look at the roster, so it's kind of the opposite um, of, of the Nashville Predators. When you look at the roster <laughs> on paper, you see Jonathan Taves. You see Patrick Kane. You know, you see the names. Mm-hmm. You miss all the bad guys because you're stuck looking at the names. Yeah. Is it just a bad roster? I think it is that right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like, Taves is having a nice bounce back here. He's solid still. Kane is still very, very good. Uh, the Bryn Cat is legit. The kid's for real. Um, I think Nick Schmaltz is probably going to end up being pretty good, too, uh, when all said and done. But, uh, you know, Brandon Sods, we don't really know, right? Like, is he is he still good or not? Uh, but the rest of that roster is weak and defensively they're real bad and you know they've got a lot of good young defenders who are on their way but they're not there yet and even when they get there you know they'll have typical young defender nonsense to sift through so well and they're in a tough spot because of the financial Commitments they've made to well, some of those top tier sure, players. Sure, but but you also look at they spent they spent three million dollars on Cam Ward on purpose. Like they chose to do that. Cam Ward's one of the highest paid backups in the NHL this year, and I can't for the life of me understand why. 
You'd have to think that they were just a little scared after the Corey Crawford that he went down well, last year. Someone sure, with but NHL experience. Cam Ward's your answer? Like no, Cam, Cam Ward, Ward sucks. Cam Ward had not been a very good goaltender for a long time. And you know what's funny? I'm saying this, but he's actually been solid for them this year. Like he's he's been okay for them. But their defense is so bad that that guy is under siege all the time. So even if he's making forty out of forty five saves, he's still giving up five goals. <laughs> you know? And you're not going to win like that. Right. They're just, dude. They are. That's a, that's a bad team. They oh. are the they are the 2014 Avs, man. Like they've got a couple of good good guys at the top, and they might have one or two good defensemen, and the rest of that's just a wasteland of guys who will be the out of the NHL before you know it. There's a lot of guys on that roster who are not long term NHL players, and they've got a problem in net. So, for me, that's a team I don't take them particularly seriously. They don't scare me. I'm looking forward to the Avs taking a bunch of points off of them this year because I think those are going to be easy games for them. Save the tape, Hawks fans. <laughs> yeah, shit. So I'm not total in agreement there, uh, but uh, don't really want to go chapter and verse why, but I think anytime you got K's, Taze, Kane, Crawford, uh, I, I know Duncan Seath is considered bad now. I, don't, I disagree. He's, no, he's not bad. He's well, just old. Yeah, he's, I, I, it slipped for him. I think that's a team you know, that they that had is no goalie last year. That's why they were bad. Now they have a goalie. They're they're six and eight. They've been in a funk, they and they're in a negative fifteen goal differential. They're zero and two since they fired Quenville, which is probably a bad sign. But uh, I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're going to be difficult to play still. And uh, anyway, yeah, not not so giving up on the Hawks just yet. They have six wins in seventeen games. Yeah. Well, the Avs have, what, eight? Yeah. So, boy, two games more. I mean, I think Hawks are if definitely they're, if capable they're two of wins getting better hot. over every 17-game stretch, it's a pretty significant difference over the year. Okay. Well, anyway, about so, Joel Quinville. So you mentioned their own two since firing Joel Quinville. I think you, so. You covered him while the, he was here? Yeah. As an assistant coach, even. Yeah. What? Just because AJ and I literally breezed over this last week. AD, if someone asked you, should the Avs hire Joe Quinville, what would you tell him? Uh, I would say, I mean, <coughs> gross. If the job were open, vacant, uh, I'd still probably say no. But especially with Jared Bednar being in place with a very good job that he's done, I think, over the last year. Uh, and this year, too, with some troubles of late, but still a winning team. Uh, I'd say no. Let's not go down that road. Joel Quinville has been there and done that here. Uh, you got to question his... You know, he's a coach that I think does better with a veteran team who can win more now as opposed to building and still working with younger players. He has a reputation for not working as well with younger players and that's what Colorado is mostly still has <laughs> he loses patience with goaltenders awfully quick too everybody knows that and uh, you know uh, so no I'm going to say uh, let's leave Q to uh, go to somewhere else and I'm sure he will get hired no question about it but uh, assuming he wants to assuming he wants to I mean he's you know he's in his 60s or whatever you know, he's been around a, a long time as a coach and yeah but uh, seems like he still had the passion for it. I don't think he wanted to get fired at all. Yeah, I was surprised that they brought him back this year, though, to be I honest with you. I thought they were going to fire him last year. Same. So, uh, no, I think it's 
it's just better to keep, you know, number one, Jared Bednar wouldn't deserve to be fired in place of Joel Quenville. What kind of message do you think it would? Yeah, that would just be a rotten thing to do by Joe Sackick. What kind of message do you think it would send his roster if he did that? Yeah, I think it would just be a terrible message, you know. Uh, Now, I understand that. All right, let's take the other side. Joel Quenville probably could second winning as coach mold of all time. a team pretty pretty quickly into a, a team that Joel Quenville historically has always had, which is a winning team. Uh, maybe Joel Quenville would be the guy who takes, you know, Tyson Jost somehow to the next level, even though he doesn't work as well with younger players. He has worked with well with younger players before. I saw it personally when he was an assistant. He was very much a favorite of everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. Younger guys included. But I think it's different when you're a head coach. Uh, well, of course. I think he's, he's had a lot of hockey now. He's, his patience level is probably a little less than it used to be. He's probably just mm-hmm. a little more, you know, just cynical. and Give me the results. Yeah. It's like I don't have time for a five-year <laughs> rebuild, guys. Uh, so, no. Leave, leave Q. Well, because of that, would the Avs job even be attractive to a guy like him? I mean, I think it probably would. He's, I think they've got some good young pieces that he knows are coming too. You know, uh, so I think he probably would be attracted to it. I know he loves Colorado. I think he still has a place up in, up in the mountains somewhere. Sorry. I think he has a place, uh, maybe up in Aspen. I'm not positive of that, but maybe. You know, Joel Quinville doesn't need to work. He's made plenty of money. His wife, people don't know this too, but he's his wife is much richer than he's ever been. Yeah, she's a Connecticut tobacco heiress. <laughs> Elizabeth what? Elizabeth Boo Quenville, very nice lady, uh, heir to a Connecticut tobacco fortune. Yes. Man. Partly why Joel old Quenville money, is, baby. Old Joel Quenville is can talk chapter and verse on about cigars too. Like he knows cigars. So that's partly why. He looks like he would. Oh, he Joel loves cigars. Right? Yeah, he's got a big fat stogie. He's a real horse racing expert too, like big time. God, that he, also fits. Yeah. Oh, he's renowned as one of the best horse racing experts in the country, for his, for what he, you know, for he could probably go and be hired as an analyst or something, based on what he knows about horses. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I mean, I wasted time on the Broncos podcast today talking about chess. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love chess. Yeah, been the, playing a lot lately. The renaissance of the American chess scene and all that. So ever since I discovered chess.com on my phone, I've been playing two, three, four, five games a night. You know, that's lost probably been there for a long night. time. Lost a couple last night. Still pissing me off. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anything else to add on Joel Quinville yeah, coming no, to the Avs? Not coming to the Avs. I just think it's a bad fit. Like yeah, like like AD mentioned, it, this is a guy that's over the years he's struggled more and more with the integration of young guys into a lineup. It'll, it'll We're already frustrated with Bedner playing Matt Calvert 15 minutes a night. What's going to change under under Q? Right. And also, I don't think it ended very well with Q here with Cronky management. So it that's really another didn't. factor that probably you'd have to think though. Have. You know, if Sackick had any kind of a positive relationship with them, Sackick wasn't really part of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do. He was still a player. No, they have so. a good relationship, I'm sure. But, yeah, it just doesn't fit. doesn't fit at all right now. Yeah. those so, It's it's fans. just, yeah, but misfit pieces. Now, as long as Quinville's out there, though, we will have to hear from fans of, in well, every team. Of course. Don't Quinville's out as, there, guys. As long as William Nylander remains unsigned, we have to hear about the Avs trading Tyson Berry for him every day. That's Which, the problem when these coaches a, are available. That's a ticking clock, though. You've got eh. 
18 days? They've got time. Days? You know, Jacob Truba signed on November 7th a couple years ago. So yeah, it's always the 11th hour when these things you get know, done. They've got they've they've still got time. Like I, I was talking to Cole the other day, and I said, if it gets past Thanksgiving and nothing yeah. has changed, then I think yeah. it'll then I'll start to take interest something in it. Will happen. Until yeah. then, I'm no. I don't care. No. Let's take one more quick break. Okay. Yeah. 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 And when we come back, we'll yeah. talk AD. People are calling you out. They're saying you have no what clue what you're talking new? about. What else is new? Miko Rantanen <laughs> do a new contract here before the start of next season. <laughs> Talk about maybe what we've heard, what yeah. we think. This is a BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Total Beverage. We will be right back. The Sportsbook Bar and Grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high-stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend, you know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's, that's the main reason I want to get involved with a sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of a, of a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game and having all that stuff packed into one. I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by the Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. Third and final segment here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Total Beverage. We are at here up here at Total Beverage in Thornton slash Westminster, I-25 and 104. Slash the other side of Earth. Yeah, just, It takes forever for us to get here. So. You know, Shout out to my friend Rick Morgan, the manager here. Dude, he's yeah. awesome. Oh, great. Yep. Couldn't couldn't be a nicer guy. Yeah, we hung out with him. Us, Rick. Last yeah. time we were up here, we just hung out in his office for a little while, just chatted, Avs hockey. Yeah. Great. Take a little moonshine, maybe? Give you a little hooch? We, we Dude, did. You, do you see these over here? <laughs> I'm looking right at Hooch, so do yes, you, do you I see, see it. these over here. Yes, I'm, I do. Right in front. I've of been me. like trying to pick out like which one I'm walking out of here with tonight. <laughs> Have you ever had any? Have you ever tried one? Moonshine? Like or those specific? No, not these specific. But moonshine, yeah, many times. <laughs> I love that show, Shiners or whatever that Kentucky moonshine see, show. You know what I don't get? How can that be illegal? Their faces I, are fully on. I know. I know. I agree. I don't know how they get around that either. I mean, you have cops looking for the faces on the show that the co- producers are <laughs> knowing illegal. <laughs> right. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I just know I like watching it. AD, uh, you I know I just like watching it. That's my man right <laughs> yeah, there. Seriously. Knows what he's all about. Just give me a show about Kentucky men trying to illegally distill shine, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it sounds like you found the perfect show. I have. <laughs> AD, you tweeted out today about Miko Rantanen being potentially interested in a bridge deal. Yeah. A couple of people were quick to say, Dater, you're an idiot. I'm crazy. Yeah. And uh, that will never happen. What do you got for us? Well, here's the deal. I mean, you know, I talked to, talk to his agent, Mike Liute, former NHL goalie, player of the year one year. Uh, Mike 
Pearson Award winner, all-star goalie. Uh, and he just said, look, the, the odds are favor short-term bridge deals for players. Uh, you know, didn't say for sure that that's exactly what it's going to be, but uh, not going to sign uh, anything this year. Not before the talk, summer. Not even going to talk till next Sweet. summer. So when do I get that steak? Me? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> What's this? I mean, obviously uh, we'll we have see. to wait. We'll see. We yeah. obviously have to wait. I, I bet him that that his sure. season would get going and the Avs would sign him if he ah. if he exploded to start the season. Which let me check the uh, NHL point totals. He definitely here. did that part. Yep, he's sitting right on top. <laughs> that that the Avs would try to get him signed before he hit triple digits, and they have to give him eleven million dollars a year. <laughs> now look, yeah, I don't but, know for sure that he's going to sign only a short-term deal, but that's the plan uh, based on what I was told. Uh, and uh, uh, Now, could it be a negotiating ploy? Maybe. Agents have been known to do that. AJ was saying that Dreisaitl was one of his clients, signed a long-term deal. Vladimir oh, Tarasenko. How the hell would you turn down $8.5 million from if you're Leon Dreisaitl? Like, okay. I guess it depends on what the ads are going to offer, but... Right. Well, I mean, Vlad Tarasenko at seven and a half. Now let's assume, though, that the Avs are not going to offer not much more than eight, probably, cause, cause, because of the McKinnon factor, right? If, if you're offering barely more than eight, welcome to William Nylander country. You're, then, not, then you're not signing Miko Rantanen for eight. Assuming he finishes the season like that. Let's, let's say, because speaking of William Nylander, fellow right wing at the same age, who's got 60-point seasons under his belt, if he does sign for eight, the Avs can't offer him eight. Right. Right. Offering him and eight would Nico be offensive. Nico had 84 points last year. Exactly. So. And he's on his way He's on his way to another 80-plus point year right now. And people who think that they don't, you know, ah, uh, you know, this kind of player, that kind of player, type of thing. No. Ages base everything on the numbers. Comparables, yep. comparables, comparables. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what kind of team they're on or whatever they're going to say. Yep. My guy had 84 points. That other guy had 60. He's getting eight. That means my guy gets nine or ten. Yep. That's exactly what it's going to do. And teams have to pay it right. nine times out of ten. You know, unless they're going UFA and they just don't so want to deal with it anymore. You mentioned Mike Liute, um, and we talk, we're talking – I've got his client list pulled up here. Um, three guys specifically, three position guys. I'm going to leave Corey Schneider out of this because goalies are in their own little weird contract world. Leon Dreisaitl, Vladimir Tarasenko, Rasmus Ristolainen. Three guys who signed long-term deals coming off ELCs. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe. Know. And Tarasenko is, what, 7.5? Yes. Probably got underpaid. Well, at the time, it was a big raise. Yeah. What's the Leon Dreisaitl contract? 8.5. Eight uh, I, I think the odds are definitely, I mean, that's <laughs> Dreisaitl. Look, I mean. Nylander. If, if, if Nico, they're locked into eight. If Miko, yeah. So oh, I, I would. The question say, is, are the Avs going to offer you know the moon eleven, ten, eleven? I would for say that eight years. Eight point five is your starting point right now with Miko. If, uh, assuming, um, assuming he finish, or you know, obviously I don't know if he'll keep up this pace to you know to to outdo Connor McDavid and win the NHL scoring race. <laughs> Uh, the way he started the season, I'm not going to rule it out. But How funny would it be if we were there for a Miko Rantanen Hart Trophy this, finalist? Yeah. Now, AJ, but, you brought up a point. But, sorry. So, no, no, I'm sorry. sorry. So I'll, yep. I'll be quick. So, But, you know, again, assuming that he at least goes on, on a similar pace uh -huh. throughout the rest of the season, maybe he eclipses 90 points. 
maybe he flirts with 100 points. Sure. I, I don't know how you could go any less than 10. Wow. Uh, That's a 20-goal season followed by an 84-point season followed by a, you know, uh, whatever, whatever this year whatever ends this up is. being. Yeah. If it's a 90-plus... Market value is going to say that that's 10. How, how could least. you pay him less than Jack Eichel? Right. At 10.5. Uh, well, the, uh, they, they, they may just come back, though, and say, look, all right, pay us $10 million, but we only want it for two years, and then so, we're going to come back and want 14 when the next CBA is settled. Well, so, so that, I think that's the interesting <laughs> – That's this, what this, I think is bridge, still going to happen. This bridge deal talk – you made a, a comment that you have two guys that are going to market this year, both rec- <laughs> represented by the same guy in, mm-hmm. in um, Patrick Laine and Miko Rantanen. Both right wings. Are they going to maybe try to reset the market and say, look, we're going to go short term? You know, are, 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 is Miko Rantanen going to go sign a two-year, $18 million deal this year and then assume that he's going to keep it going and then go cash in on the next raise once the salary cap's been bumped? How much? How much of a raise do you re- reasonably expect, though? But but so, so so I'm saying so. Let's say he goes nine, just making numbers easy. So sure. let's say he goes two years, nine million per, and then he plays at the same level. He's an eighty-five to ninety-five point guy. Okay. Just again. Sure. To just totally in theory. Just, just to give us a, an, a do, range. Do here. you maybe go two years, nine point five or nine million each year, and then come back <laughs> and say, all right, now we want max term, eight years. Mm-hmm. At ten point five, so now you're you're max because you're not going to get nine point five on the back half of that. Sure. So are you maybe saying, all right, well I can get eighteen million up front. Well, if and they're then only going years, for if they're only going to go for a million and a half raise long term, I think that's way risky. I agree with you. I agree with you. And and we had talked earlier about maybe you would have to go a three year bridge because of the potential because lockout. Because if Colorado's willing to do two years at nine million, why wouldn't they be willing to do eight years at nine point five million? Right. For example. But I, I'm I'm thinking from Miko's standpoint and his agent, where they say I can get, you know, or or you know even do the three, or I can get twenty seven million in the next three years, and then get a eighty million dollar deal. You're gonna make more money long term. That's what the plan is. The other the other part of this though is that we've got. I mean, we're we're facing another expected lockout mm-hmm. at the end of that two years. He's not going to have – he does two years, he doesn't have a contract. I keep right. hearing that there won't be a lockout from people. They don't think there will happen this time. They'll, there will not be a lockout, I'm hearing. I don't, I don't trust these bag of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely who, don't who think Gary not, Bettman I mean, wants one more look, lockout look, they, on his They resume. have not avoided a work stoppage in several CBA negotiations. But now they're at 50-50. Yeah, they're going to fight about the escrow. That's going to be the biggest thing. But they'll, I think they'll give back some on that. It's, it's just not – it doesn't work for the players. Well, it never you know, has. Um, they're making more money than they ever have. That's a fact. They're going to the build are Olympics more money into now it. than they ever have in this hockey game. Uh, the salary cap when ten years ago, thirteen years ago, was thirty-nine million dollars a year. Now it's what eighty? So Just shy. Yeah. Like, I what, mean, seventy-nine point five. Yeah. You really want to go to a further lockout if you're a player and piss away money again? Well, I, um, I think they're going to work the, the Olympics owners, into it and all that stuff yeah. too. I mean, they're going to have they're going to have things that they're going to talk about. I don't I don't trust them to make this work. Yeah. They ha- they haven't had labor peace in what twenty years. Well, and 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 you can tell that it's going to be at least somewhat of an uphill battle because the NHL said last year we'll let you go to the Olympics. 
put five additional years on this current standing CBA, and the PA said no. Of course not. So I mean, the PA would be stupid to give them that. Right, but but my point is, right, the league obviously likes this CBA. The, the players, PA is going to have a pushback. The players like the deal, except for the escrow. They are going to fight on that. I mean, they get 14% taken out of their checks. On top of everything else? That they didn't get back last year. Right. Uh, they got, what, 2%? They're pissed about that. Yeah, but so, but, I mean, so wouldn't you be? Yes, absolutely would be. <laughs> the reason this conversation <laughs> so is maybe relevant. there will be a lockout. <laughs> <laughs> because 12% of their contracts are just getting are going nowhere. Right. They the reason there should, there, now here's one thing though. Now we haven't talked about this much on the pod, but with the, with the advent of legalized gambling, there's going to be more hockey-related revenue coming in, and that should offset some of the escrow stuff. What's up, MGM? What's up? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, FanDuel, FanDuel, and MGM Resorts have both already signed <clears throat> deals with the NHL for gambling. More states are coming online soon yeah. with legalized gambling. Uh, but but so the reason all this is relevant is because if Miko did the standard two-year bridge deal, you're 100% right. He would be without guaranteed money because players only get paid when they are playing. They get their yearly mm-hmm. uh, signing bonuses every July 1, which is why you see a guy like Ryan O'Reilly having to <laughs> – you know, St. Louis was trying to wait that out so that yeah. they could pay it and teams wouldn't have to deal with it. But Miko Rantanen, if he goes into that – if there is a labor dispute, he will go into that summer with no contract, which right. means no money. Uh, you're forgetting one thing here. They can play overseas and make money when there is a lockup. Sure, they're not uh, going to make can, NHL money. But they're not, but they're going to make Especially because the KHL them, has a salary cap now, too, so the right. expensive teams can't go crazy. But if Miko Rantanen Fair point. only does a bridge deal, are you going to go risk injury in Europe without a long-term NHL deal? I mean, they all – every player – in the last two lockouts or three, has gone to Europe and played. Yeah, but a lot of those guys had contracts. Yeah, they had they had they right. had guaranteed signing right. bonuses every summer. If right. a guy if, if a guy doesn't have a contract, is he going to go risk injury to play in the NLA or in Rantanen's case, the Liga? Because let's I mean, say yeah. let's say Miko lights it up for ninety five points this year, and he only wants a bridge deal. He does a two year, nine million. Again, just using that same. They number. go to a labor dispute, and he blows out his knee playing in, for TPS yeah, I mean, in, in I, Europe. Listen. I would take the long-term offer. Right. I'm always well, that and, type. And, and, I'm and safe and let's, worrisome. Let's, I want let's the just security. Say, okay. but <laughs> let's look at what what would you give Ranton in as a, on a long-term deal right now, assuming he Today? puts up a 90-point season. Okay, 90 points this year. Assume he puts up 90 points this next – fast uh, forward to next summer, what do you give him on a long-term deal? Seven times ten, seventy million dollars $70 So $10 million a year for seven years? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably give him the eighth year, but yeah, same. Yep, same. That's okay. ten million is the number I landed on. Yeah. So, yeah. And and if and, and I want the eighth year. If I'm if I'm going if I'm giving him ten million dollars yeah. a year, and I'm resetting the right wing market, that makes him the highest paid right yeah. wing out there. That's <laughs> until fair, Patrick Line signs for ten point well, one. So so he, so Patrick Line is an interesting one. And Patty Kane, of course. Miguel Rantanen technically outperformed Patrick Line last year. He goals, I mean goals. Points wise, right. Goal so scores are always going to get like goal scores go yep, money. Yep, yep, yep. Forty-two goals last year, right? <laughs> but it's you have one hundred and twenty some odd goals in your first couple of NHL seasons. You're gonna get the it's, green. It's it's, it's going to be interesting <laughs> though. It it is going to be interesting because if Miko goes out and does ninety plus, and Line A does similar to what he will. did last year, I think he will. He's on well you know, on pace. Well, I I made the point recently to somebody that 
Uh, he got off to such a hot start. He has how many points do he have right now? 22. 25. Oh. 20, 25 in 17 games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in order to get to 90 points, was uh, what does he need to do? 65 points. Just regress just a little bit. He's Basically a point per game for the rest of the season. Yeah. 26 points. 26. So Sorry. he's got 26. So he's got 26 points in 17 games. Leads the league. So he only needs what 60, yeah. 64 points. In, so uh, barring in any injuries, there's no the reason this games. kid can't get to ninety points. Right. But so, but so my question is: is let's say Line A goes out and does the same thing again that he did last year. Okay, it's forty-five goals. You know, again, a, a, yeah. but his point totals <clears> aren't. Who would you rather have on your team? Well, for me, Miko or Line A is is my I question, mean, which is going to be interesting. Both teams want the guy they have. I know, but I'm saying like you personally. The general you, who would you, would you rather have the ninety? That's 90- a hard question. I don't. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. It depends so, on. It depends but, on. But so you've got to look at. I want to think about that. Though. I don't want to think about Miko on another team right now. But you've. But I'm. I'm thinking about it from the market standpoint. No. Where if if Line a goes out and signs before for eleven point five, and then Miko puts up ninety five points and and leaves Line a you know. 25 yeah. points behind him, yeah. are they going to go to the ads and say, who would you rather have on your uh, team? Well, no, well no, Miko, no, great. Forget, it's not just the Line A just got $11 million. Pay up just, with 12. It's not just the agents are going to be saying it. The NHL Players Association wields enormous power. They're going to say, right. All you damn well mo- better sign for this amount of money. And they want their or, players to make as much money as possible, of course. Of course they do. Because so. that guy makes more money, then that means the guy below of him makes course. more money, and then of the guy below course. him makes more money, That's and pretty soon nobody makes $2 million. That's what it's all about. So, so it's just their line. Pretty soon, Matt Calvert really is a four million dollar player. <laughs> to me, I think, I think you have to get Miko signed before Winnipeg gets Line A signed. Well, if you're Mike Leud, how do you how do you approach that situation? Do you maybe try to do what? Do you bounce them off each other? The do you same, maybe do you maybe the, try to get them on identical deals? Well, because you remember that's how that's one of the reasons Drysaddle got eight point five was because he was able to bounce Drysaddle off the McDavid thing because they happened at the same time. Right, and well, so when McDavid signed for twelve and a half, all of a sudden eight and a half sounds like a hell of a bargain. Well, guys, I mean, <laughs> coming off a point per game season, which two years ago was a big deal, now all of a sudden, you know, last year twenty twenty five guys did it. Right. So, so let's just assume he's going to get nine to ten million dollars on his next contract. Absolutely. Eight to ten. Regardless and, of term, I think I think uh, you're looking at. Regardless, he's not going anywhere. Everybody thinks I'm yeah. saying he's going somewhere. He's not going anywhere. He right. can't go anywhere for so, at least four years. Right. So, Even well, Joe uh, Sackick said Miko's going to be here a long time. Of course. Time. He's going to be here long term. It's just the question of when's he going to sign that long-term deal. It's probably not going to be until, I don't think, until year, the year before his last year. Uh, that's, what I, that's just what I think. He doesn't have arbitration rights this year. Uh, oh, so hold on. Wait a minute. Curious. Or does he? He does not. No, Curious. So you think he would sign? So he would sign a two-year deal mm-hmm. this summer, and yep. then he would play next season, and then he would sign a long-term deal next summer. Um, could be. That'd be interesting. Yep. I haven't thought about that possibility. That's interesting. See, That's, and and, I mean, and the, the way I was described by Lou mm-hmm. was just the numbers. They f- they definitely favor. They definitely favor the player to do a bridge deal. Right. That's, in in Nico's situation specifically. Now, because it's one of those things where even – so he goes out and have, has 90 this year. You sign a two-year – again, just using the example from earlier, two-year, sure. $9 million. Let's say he takes a step back next year. 
Yeah. All right, well, maybe we have to sign for $9 million again. But, hey, we already pocketed $18 bucks in yep. cash. If you're, the, if you're the Avs, do you try and up the annual to, to get them to sign long-term? So oh, that sure. You, well, that's so what they're do, probably so hoping for. Do you then offer 8 by 10 here's, Sure. Here's, and maybe that's what they're, this is all about. And they probably th- take that. So here's the thing, though. Be, how hard would it be to say no to $80 million? Yeah, I think it would be stupid to say no to that. Because you can blow out your in, knee at any in time. In the favor of an $18 million deal. Right. You know, let's face it. Miko's really good. But he, he's a special he, player. He's, so it's... Anything over 10, I think you start to get iffy. Like, all right, you're not it, Crosby here. You're not, you know, you're not McDavid. <laughs> Crosby, who's only making 8.7. Right. Crosby, who God. finished behind Miko in scoring last well, year. We, we don't have enough time for Fair that. Enough. But then you've got the elephant in the room here. Miko gets 10, and Nathan McKinnon gets 6.3 for the next four years. Yeah, well, and then Nathan McKinnon goes out and signs for 15. Right. He's a UFA. <laughs> yeah. Four years from now. He's going to be pissed off until then. But in, in, in three summers, yeah, he is. I, I, really, I genuinely yeah. don't think he, he will I don't be. think he'll try to be pissed off, but I guarantee human nature is going to take effect, and he's going to be like, Nate, man, I'm getting paid less than – Four million dollars less than my line mate. I and I, I set his ass up all the time. Or is it the other way around? Well, that's league the leader in primary assists. Miko yeah. Rantanen. I know you're right. That's but you, you know you know what they're going to say. No, no, I, I'm just I'm just seen, you I've shit. seen too many splits in the room over money. See, yeah. and and the only reason I say that I don't think Nate actually cares. I don't remember who it was asked him the question. Man, I'd care. But he seemed <laughs> genuine. You have to get Mike to Chambers know. Wrote a whole piece about it. You have to get to Who? know Nate Mike Chambers. Who's he? I thought you were being serious. I was like Mike Chambers, all, Denver Post. All the best. Who was. just had surgery, so you know, oh, all yeah. the best. To no, him. all the best. To- no, yeah, yeah. Shout out Mike Chambers. Um, MMA feel feel, is legal. feel well soon. We do. We. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just a joke. You do get used to having the certain people around the media stuff, and it's weird. Yeah. Regardless of how you know whatever, it's, it's weird. It's weird, it's weird when someone's it's not around. Weird. So so get well soon, Mike. Um, yeah, but you we're know, all in the same boat. When when Nate was asked about it, hey, you know, Miko's probably going to get paid. Nate, yeah. especially you have to. And by no means do I know Nathan McKinnon. But you know, we've we've talked to him sure. quite a bit over the last uh, long money. while, and you, you develop can, a rapport with a yeah, guy. and his money. answer seemed totally genuine to me. No, I don't care. Mm. Are we winning? Then great. I don't care. I don't believe it. And at the end of the day, it's not like $6 million is chump change. Here's like, what I thought, learned about that, though. Just I remember having that very conversation with the, one of the biggest agents in the history of the game, Don Meehan, Newport Sports. Beast of an agent. Gave me one of the all-time great quotes of ever. Said that Zamboni driver could have won the Stanley Cup because he did not like Pierre Lacroix back then. <laughs> uh, and I said to him, the issue was Jose Theodore. Uh, I think the Avs are coming in at $1 million less than what he wanted. And and, uh, and I said, but Don, he's already made like $50 million in the last eight years. Well, what's the difference? He goes, the difference is $1 million. And when you think about it, when, when I heard him say it, I was like, yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. $1 million is a lot of money. Yeah. And that is the difference. And that's why he went to Washington instead of re-signing with the with the Avalanche. And it was I'm like, but Don, it's just pocket change at this point. What is it? So what? Million? It's like, yeah, million dollars. That's so. 
you know, it matters. And they're going to, you know, if you think Brandon is, you know, the hometown discount thing. Well, so that, not, that not worried about that, man. Finn, just nice just pay him, dude. Hey, Miko, that almost take makes a few million the, less. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. That almost makes. That makes the Landeskog contract extension real weird. That makes a bridge deal interesting. There you go. That's why. Let's see. say they give Miko a three-year bridge. Hear me out on this. That's, that's a big bridge. To cover his ass for the lockout. Yeah, it's more like a sure. Again, that puts him one year at the end of that deal. That puts him one year of RFA until he's a UFA. That puts him where Mark Stone is. Yeah. So hold the on. Abs can't do that, man. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to. Before I say this, we're winding down here. Yeah, we're winding. Before down. I say this, completely hypothetical. I'm going based off nothing but thoughts that came through my brain while AD was talking. This is just my thinking on this. Oh, God. What if they gave Miko the bridge deal? He wanted a bridge deal. He took less money, 8.5 to 9, and then they give Nate and Miko similar deals in a couple years. Maybe even identical. Kind of go tase and cane on You can't extend them, though, until that last year. Sure. Right, but but that'll be closer. Oh, right. so Nate will years. be eligible to resign in three years. Yeah, then yeah, that's mandatory that they would have to do that. I think. Right. But, so and, and huh, maybe that's, that's just time. that's my only thought process because when we were talking about this before the show started, I said, why would you want to do a bridge if you're Miko? Maybe that's something where Miko so a three year a three year deal, and then in going into the final year, they each get they lock an up. identical deal, and that way that but Miko way, gets a year longer. That way, Miko can say, yes, I'm making more per, but my current contract is not worth more than yours. You are still worth the most idea. of any player on the team, so it keeps there from being that divide. Well, these, these politics are so silly. There you go, write it. That's a yeah. This I'd is me growing up playing <laughs> NHL. Hockey. Yeah. yeah, no, well, no, like youth hockey and all the politics and stuff. Oh yeah. So I could totally see them saying, "All right, Nate, you're still the most valuable, but in a couple of years, our two ninety-point guys are going to get identical deals." <laughs> so what does Landy do in two is, years from now? What about Landy? Landy has a different role. Landy's no, not I'm, a ninety-point guy. Like he's he's making five seven now. Do you give him seven and a half by that point? Give him, You're gonna give him the same money as Tarasenko. You, you give him. Well, it depends on what he does. If this keeps up, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, if, yeah. if he stays a point per game player, no, it's no, pretty no. Easy but I mean, like the the line in general, you know. So if he's a solid seven, 60 to seventy point guy <clears> playing with these two, sure. which I think is beyond what he normally is, yeah. Um, then you give him max term seven million dollars. You think he ages that well? I think the Landeskog thing is going to be fascinating. I think personally. You, I think you have to because he's your captain, and I think he's I think he's established himself in the room pretty well. I think you give him a max term, and and he's just he's your captain till he's not anymore. I, I like that we had no topic coming into this, and this is like an <laughs> yeah, hour we twenty two hours. Show. Like, no, we're only okay. we're, we're, we're an hour and nine. Not in, that no, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, so that. We that's where the bridge deal that's maybe makes sense. I mean, I just thought of that right now. No, I mean that's that's interesting. That's, that's pitch it to Joe. Well, in a, I mean, well that that makes <laughs> a three-year deal palatable, right? If yeah. that's if that's kind of what they're thinking and, of. And you give him the third year as a good faith gesture for hey, in case the work stoppages happen. And you make it signing bonus heavy so that he gets paid. Right. Yeah, you make your signing bonus, and that way, again, that's a show of good faith, and it's a show of good faith to Nate. And in a couple of years, yeah, you max them both out, and uh, you give them fourteen mil a piece. Jesus like Christ! Yeah, but which where, whoever the salary cap will be at that point, just maybe win that's a cup in two years, and it won't matter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's get out of here, guys. Uh, yeah, before we go, yes, 
want to say uh, something we learned from company uh, the, the, about comments. Uh, listeners, uh, leave your comments. Leave questions in the comments section for us. Oh, yeah. And we will address them on, on a future podcast, one or two of the next. Uh, we, we've, uh, we, we, we think that's a, something we want to get you more involved in. Well, not, not Twitter questions. Does it. Not Twitter questions. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The Bronco podcast does it. So listeners out there, leave us questions on the site after our podcast. In the comment in the section, section, section of the podcast post. In the comment section of the podcast post. Anybody can do that, by the way. We will address those on next podcast or the following podcast. Very soon-to-be podcast. We'll do that. So give us your questions. Think about it a little more. It's not sort of drive-by Twitter questions that we've had. We want you to think about it. Plus, you also get your name on the podcast, which we want you. We want your names on this podcast more. So there you go. That's my announcement. The now other it's time thing? to have some sip and shine. No, I'm, I'm not going to drink whiskey. I'm not going to fully plug it right now because we are still working out the kinks. We're going to bring back the um, listener hotline. Good. We're playing. We might want to go at it a little bit differently this year. Um, AJ and I talked a couple weeks ago about maybe mm-hmm. tr- uh, you know trying a little bit of a different format. Um, because you guys answer in such droves <laughs> to that thing, right? It's it's tough, and we and you know because we have so many, we can't possibly get them all in on one show. People right. fall behind. So yeah. AJ and I maybe have come up with a way that we're gonna we're gonna try it a little bit differently. We'll let you guys know. Um, once we settle that in, uh, Luke from Winnipeg no, you Luke. sent me a text uh, after the. Yeah, uh, Jets game apologizing for yeah. the message he left. I hadn't listened to it at that point. I still haven't, um, so I'm looking forward to it. But was there some shine involved? Maybe. Yeah, uh, he, was, he was several beers deep. <laughs> but uh, he told me he was going to do the player grades for us. Oh, oh no, that's right. I did but see that. shout out to Luke. Um, yeah, guys. So we're, we're not. We're not like. If you've called in, you haven't heard your call. It's not that we're ignoring it. We're just. We yeah, want to do it a Mikey little bit different ways, so people are a little bit more. Um, People a little bit more included. People a little bit yeah. more involved. And give us your questions. We'll address them. Call you by name, and you'll be part of our BSM family even more. Boom! Nailed it. For AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater, I have been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening.